So today we're talking to Mikel. Hi, Mikel. Hello, Jacek. Uh, great to have you back. Uh, we talked about before about uh, the tools uh, that you created, the SCI, and then we talk about your open source work or going full-time open source. And yet you were back with another tool that you've been working on, which is NBB. Um, so why NBB? Like, how does this compare even to Babashka? Like, why, or, or maybe let's start, what is Babashka? Okay. So a quick recap of what is Babeshka. Uh, Babeshka is a scripting tool for Clojure mm -hmm. uh, that starts very fast, like Bash scripts. Mm -hmm. uh, but so the idea is that instead of Bash, you can now write your uh, shell scripts uh, in Clojure. Mm -hmm. And many times you will have a project uh, that uses JVM Clojure and Clojure script compiler. But you, you want to have some scripts uh, around your project to uh, start, uh, start the Clojure script compiler and uh, move files around and stuff like that. You would normally do that in Bash. Mm -hmm. But now you can use uh, Clojure for that uh, in the form of Babeshka. Mm -hmm. And it starts very fast because it's uh, a Clojure interpreter compiled to a native binary. Mm -hmm. uh, it starts in like five milliseconds on Linux and um, and it doesn't use a lot of memory. So in that sense, it compares to, to what, what you could do with Bash. Mm -hmm. But you can use Clojure as a language. All the data structures are there, macros, uh, functions, uh, multi-methods, protocols. Uh, and also it supports a lot of built-in uh, Java classes that you can use for interop. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty complete scripting environment. Mm -hmm. um, and so, it, yeah, yeah, you mentioned this is a binary, and so this is using yep. uh, GraalVM sort of as a host, yep. if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But the the interpreter that is used for uh, running the Clojure program mm -hmm. is called Psi, mm -hmm. Small Clojure Interpreter. Mm -hmm. It's a library that uh, I extracted in initially from Babeshka. And it also compiles to JavaScript. So it's not only suited for the JVM mm -hmm. uh, and GraalVM, but it's also suited to run, for example, in a browser uh, or in other uh, JavaScript environments like Node.js. Right. And mm -hmm. that's where the idea of uh, NBB was born. Mm -hmm. So Psy was already used also in, in the browser for, for some tools. Uh, Clerk, for example, uses Psy in the front end to mm -hmm. render uh, render uh, custom uh, custom things that users can provide code to render their uh, notebooks. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so then so that's Node Babashka then NBB. So. Yeah, but so on the front end, it's just in the browser, but but Psy also compiles to JavaScript. Uh, or, so you can also use it in Node.js. Mm -hmm. So then I figured, okay, uh, we have Babeshka for replacing Bash scripts. Right. But what, what if we could uh, use all the libraries that are available in the Node ecosystem mm -hmm. and also use that for scripting? Mm -hmm. Because Node.js has also very fast startup time. Right. It has low resource usage, low memory mm -hmm. usage. Mm -hmm. uh, so if I could run Psy in that environment, 
then that could be a nice addition to Babeshka mm-hmm. to do other other things that Babeshka cannot do. For example, uh, Babeshka cannot parse Excel sheets because it doesn't have a built-in Excel library. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you cannot just use any Java library with Babeshka because Babeshka is uh, ahead of time compiled into a binary using GraalVM. Mm-hmm. You cannot uh, use other Java classes that haven't been added already to it. Right. So you cannot say, I, I pick some Apache Excel uh, library and, and uh, then I run it with Babeshka. That right. doesn't work. But with NBB... Uh, this runs on Node.js. It's not. It, it's just a, a piece of J- JavaScript that runs in Node.js, mm-hmm. and you can use it to to load any Node.js library mm-hmm. with it. So if you can find an, a library in Node.js that can parse Excel sheets, then you can make a little script mm-hmm. that loads that library and does some conversion and converts it into closure data. Mm-hmm. and then prints it or or whatever, stores it in an Eden file mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can make little scripts like that. So it's kind of like Babeshka, but it targets a different platform mm-hmm. and it gives new possibilities to to write little fast scripts. Right. So when you when you mentioned this this part, so with uh, Babashka, uh, you will create the binary and of course if you want to modify this, then you need to produce new binary. Uh, but with Node Babashka, you can sort of so it's. I feel like it's like comparing the runtime ahead of ahead of time compilation. Does this make sense? Yeah. Uh, so. Um, so you, you say we can sort of like expand uh, what we want to add to this uh, Node Babashka versus versus. Yeah. What I mean. Yeah. W- what, yeah. What I mean there is. Uh, in in Babeshka, you uh, you uh, there is a fixed number of Java classes that you can use. Mm-hmm. You can load other closure libraries. Yeah, as long as they are using the limited set of supported Java classes that are available in Babeshka. Mm-hmm. But in uh, NBB, yeah, we don't have this problem because JavaScript is a very dynamic language. Right. And if you have a blob of JavaScript, you can just load that in Node.js. And that's not, mm-hmm. uh, it's running in a normal Node.js environment. It's mm-hmm. not like a s- compiled uh, into a different binary and you run that. Mm-hmm. When you invoke NBB, it's just running in your normal Node.js uh, system and Node.js uh, process. Mm-hmm. So that's why you can just uh, reuse any library from Node.js. Right. Uh, but uh, there are some other uh, tools that already sort of do this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There is uh, Plank by Mike mm-hmm. Fikes. Uh, then there is also Lumo. So how does this compare? Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, Plank by Mike Fikes mm-hmm. uh, is using self-hosted closure scripts and it's it's a tool that is compiled using JS Core. Mm-hmm. And JS Core is an engine which is used in the Safari web browser and, and other WebKit-based browsers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Plank has a couple of built-in 
namespaces like I think HTTP client, which are which was implemented in C, and so it has a couple of built-in things that are also useful for scripting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the limitation there is that it's not integrated with uh, Node.js, so you cannot uh, or npm, I must say. Mm-hmm. So you cannot easily uh, use npm dependencies. Right. And uh, also, it it doesn't run on Windows, I think. Um, and the startup of Plank is not so well. It's it is reasonable, but not uh, very fast. Mm-hmm. Like it's half a second or so. Mm-hmm. It's still still better than closure on the JVM. Mm-hmm. But it's it's um, it has different trade offs. I think uh, I use mostly Plank for checking what would the closure script compiler do. So if I if I want to check what's the behavior of this function in ClojureScript, then I usually fire up Plank and then try it because that is the official ClojureScript compiler, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lumo. Uh, Lumo is a different tool mm-hmm. which is based on Node.js and also is able to run N- NPM dependencies. Mm-hmm. But Node, uh, Lumo is not uh, maintained anymore mm-hmm. since a few years. Since uh, Antonio Montero, the author, decided to move on to uh, OCaml, mm-hmm. he's he's doing mostly OCaml open source work now, and there wasn't anybody volunteering to to take Lumo over, mm-hmm. so now it's not maintained anymore. And what Lumo did is it bundled its own version of Node.js uh, mm-hmm. into a kind of image that made it faster to to start up but this image is based on node 11 mm-hmm. which is already quite old right and it it hasn't been updated uh since mm-hmm. uh so the difference with nbb is uh, nbb still start starts faster than lumo but also it just uses your system node.js you can run any node.js version with it it mm-hmm. doesn't have its own version of node.js Mm-hmm. And NBB can uh, it, so Lumo was also based on self-hosted ClojureScript, uh, and NBB is not based on self-hosted ClojureScript. It's based on a ClojureScript in- interpreter. So there might be differences there in um, how things work. For example, NBB supports macros uh, more like JVM closure. Mm-hmm. There aren't any limitations what you can do well whereas in self-hosted closure script you need to use uh, require macros and stuff like that mm-hmm. to to be able to and put maybe macros in a separate closure file or something to make that work but in nbb you can for example put macros in any place in your file and it will just mm-hmm. work as it in the jvm closure so it works a little bit different than the than the official closure script, although I try to make it as compatible as as possible. So, mm-hmm. right. Uh, so when we talk about like NBB and those those things that start very fast, uh, there are certain like use cases uh, that we can probably mm-hmm. pinpoint to. Uh, where do you see the biggest application of NBB? Yeah. So uh, because it's lightweight and it starts fast. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I see the it can be useful for uh, scripting like bash scripts, mm -hmm. uh, but also on AWS a Lambda, right? Because uh, if you yeah you want to execute functions very fast there because every millisecond counts counts for your uh, bill in the end. Uh, but also if you want to hook things up to a cron job or uh, just just things that run fast and not so long, let's say, mm -hmm. uh, even though you can also write small web applications with NBB, mm -hmm. uh, there's even a small framework now called Sitefox, which you can use to, to write web applications for both Shadow JS projects, but also for NBB. And the difference uh, between those two is that for NBB, you don't need a compilation step, so you can, can just execute your script directly. Um, and mm. I think also there, uh, there's a place to use NBB for browser testing. I've done this myself mm -hmm. at NextJournal in the Clerk project, for example. Uh, so you can just write a script and execute it immediately so it fires up a browser and tests things against a front-end application. Mm -hmm. mm, and just command line apps, uh, but also text UI apps, uh, because NBB uh, is able to run uh, React and Reagent within uh, the context of a text UI app. So you can make a, yeah, a nice... Mm, command line app which has a graphical aspect to it. Okay. Um, do you have maybe any examples of this uh, text UI apps? Yes. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, well, in, in I recently gave a presentation where I uh, showed one of, uh, showed a little, little demo so mm -hmm. you can make a counter, for example, uh, and then you can render this counter with some text hello world and then it uh, shows the state of that counter and then you can make a timeout which increases that counter and it will automatically update itself in the terminal mm -hmm. so that's a toy example but uh, if you want to have more production example let's say uh, it can be like a wizard that you go through uh, in in uh, making an installation installation program, for example, mm -hmm. where you offer a number of options to the user, and the and the user can scroll down a list, for example, mm -hmm. in the terminal. Mm -hmm. uh, and this uh, those NPP scripts they can also be embedded in uh, HTML pages. Yeah, so that's the difference. Uh, that that's not called NBB. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's what I call uh, Skittle. Mm -hmm. So Skittle is uh, also based on Psy, but what Skittle does, it executes script tags that contain ClojureScript code mm -hmm. directly. Uh, and it's a different project. It's also like NBB, it's hosted under the Babeshka organization. Mm -hmm. So if you go to github.com slash Babeshka slash NBB, and slash skittle you will find those projects okay uh but uh so yeah node doesn't run in 
in the browser, right. it, but but it uses the the engine that that's also used in the browser. So mm -hmm. it's slightly different. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. All right. So and uh, you also mentioned uh, one point was the macros uh, mm -hmm. at one point. So what's the difference between the macros from I don't know uh, Node or Plank? Uh, I think this was a part of the discussion with Plank. What you mentioned? Yeah. So. Um, so if you use self-hosted closure script, mm -hmm. and for example, you write a macro to def define vars, then you need to wrap this in a special construct. Uh, so it's called require macros. So the uh, so self-hosted closure script needs some help to to see if things that occur in a closure script or CLGC file are a macro. Mm -hmm. uh, it needs some, some, the compiler needs some help figuring this out, which can be quite tricky if you have a single script. Um, so usually in a, in a bigger project with multiple files, uh, it is quite doable. But with NBB, you want to have everything or most of the time you're going to write just a single script and you don't want to have any uh, boilerplate for dealing with macros. So, and because it's all interpreted, uh, so macros are just handled on the fly, let's say. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, it, it's, it works more like uh, JVM closure would handle things. It just walks a file from top to bottom and then it encounters a macro, executes the macro, mm -hmm. uh, and then it encounters the macro usages and it expands that and it interprets that. So it's it's more like uh, it doesn't need, let's say, a view of the whole project uh, like ClojureScript uh, kind of does. It, mm -hmm. I'm not saying this entirely correctly, but... And I also, I'm not too deeply familiar with why things are so different in self-hosted closure script. I just noticed that it was uh, easier to to do macro stuff in in Psy than in self-hosted closure script. Mm -hmm. mm. Right. Um, so with Babashka, there is a couple of libraries that you bundle together uh, to make yeah. the life easier. Are there any libraries bundled with NBB? Yep. Mm. Uh, so uh, in Node.js, uh, you tend to come across libraries that have asynchronous APIs. Mm -hmm. And those asynchronous APIs are usually based on promises. Mm -hmm. Right. And so JavaScript itself, since ECMAScript 6, I think, Yeah has uh, the option to, uh, yeah, has some syn syntactic sugar to deal with promises. So you can say const x is a wait, and then you call some asynchronous function, and then x will contain the resolved value of that promise. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but in Clojure, we can actually do such a thing more or less with macros. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there is a macro uh, or there is a library called Promesa, which offers uh, analog 
macros and functions to deal with promises analog to the closure core macros mm -hmm. and special forms. So there is one macro called uh, uh, promessa let, mm -hmm. which in which you can say, well, let uh, promessa let x and then some asynchronous call and then x will contain the resolved value of that right. uh, the asynchronous call and then you can just continue and it's as if you're writing synchronous code that way mm -hmm. uh, and we didn't even need to introduce special things into closure script it's just a couple of macros and functions mm -hmm. so and because it, this makes working with promises a lot easier uh, I have included this closure script library into NBV by default. Mm -hmm. So you can just open an NBV REPL and then type require promessa.core and it will just work mm -hmm. without any other uh, configurations. Mm -hmm. are, are there any other libraries that you bundle in? Yeah, yeah. so promessa is one. Uh, there is another library called JSInterop. Mm -hmm made by uh, Applied Science, which is uh, a small consultancy in Berlin. Mm -hmm. And it makes dealing with JavaScript interrupt a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So they have functions like get in, which gets properties in a nested JavaScript object. Mm -hmm. And there's also a soci in and uh, calling JavaScript functions and destructuring uh, JavaScript objects in a, in a let analog macro. Mm -hmm. So that, that library is also included. There is a reagent mm -hmm. for building text UI apps. And there is also a closure tools CLI now for yeah, parsing command line arguments. Mm -hmm. And also there is CLJS Bean by Mike Fikes, also mm -hmm. included, uh, which helps you to explore uh, the fields of a JavaScript object, a bit like the Bean function in ClojureScript or, or in closure. JVM Closure, mm -hmm. uh, but then port it to, to ClojureScript. Mm -hmm. So it, this helps you in the REPL, I would say, to see what, what fields are there and um, it's like uh, in, in closure script you have a function called uh, js to clj mm -hmm. js uh, arrow. right arrow clj mm -hmm. and the bean function is like that but on steroids mm -hmm. um, and I think that's most of the mm -hmm. built in libraries I can check the list real quick uh, Promessa, Reagent, JS Interrupt, Tool, CLI. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, those are the ones that are now built in. Mm -hmm. And there is also a, an NBB core library, which contains some helper functions like slurp and load file and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. right. And of course, uh, Closure Core is built in. Closure Core, Closure Set, Closure Eden, Closure String, Closure Walk, and Closure uh, Pre. Be print. Mm -hmm. Right. And I guess the easiest way just to start with this would be to install this with NPM or just use NPX, right? Yeah. So if you don't have anything installed yet, 
you can just type if you have a node on your system node 14 or newer mm-hmm. uh, then you can just type npx nbb mm-hmm. and then uh, nb if you haven't installed it before npx will ask you to install it and then it will start a REPL. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also install nbb as part of a node project so you right. can just create a package package json and then say uh, dependencies nbb right 030 or something right which will probably change already be old by the time this podcast come out yeah. comes out but uh, that's the idea so you can use nbb as a globally installed tool with npm install minus g nbb but you can also use it as a dependency in your project right um, and you can even call nbb from other javascript files mm-hmm. and this this comes in handy if you are writing for example uh, scripts that are called by some other javascript tool mm-hmm that expect uh, a JavaScript file somewhere with a, a predictable name. And this is, for example, the case on AWS Lambda. They expect an index.js or index.mjs file mm-hmm. and in your project where you define the handler for, for the Lambda. So what you can do there is you install NBB as a, as a library and then you require N- NBB as a as a as the library in your javascript file and then you can use the load file function to load a closure script file from there mm-hmm. so right. uh were there any parts where you were working on this and you felt like either it was very difficult to like figure this out or maybe some can you can share some learnings during doing this mm-hmm. yeah so one thing that I found difficult in Node.js was the difference between CommonJS modules and ECMAScript modules. Mm-hmm. Uh, because historically, and I learned this in the process, historically uh, Node.js has its own module format for, for JavaScript files right. called uh, CommonJS. Mm-hmm. And this is was, I would say, the default format but since a few years, uh, ECMAScript, since ECMAScript 6, there is a new format called uh, ECMAScript modules. Mm-hmm. And some libraries in the ecosystem uh, support only CommonJS. Some libraries support both CommonJS and ECMAScript modules. Mm-hmm. And some libraries now uh, start only supporting ECMAScript modules mm-hmm. and the normal uh, closure script compiler if you use target node it compiles into a format that can only use CommonJS uh, so th- I initially I used the normal closure script compiler to develop NBB mm-hmm. uh, but then I noticed that I could not use certain libraries because uh, right. you get some error like uh, you cannot require ECMAScript 6 modules from uh, a CommonJS module. Mm-hmm. So then I started uh, looking around and then I found that ShadowSailJS has a different uh, build type called 
ESM, mm -hmm. which stands for ECMAScript module. And this allows you to compile your own project into an ECMAScript module, which also allows you to uh, use or, or dynamically import other ECMAScript modules. This was exactly what I needed uh, to be able to support loading ECMAScript modules in NBB. So the require form in NBB mm -hmm. uh, uses uh, what they call dynamic import behind the scenes mm -hmm. to, to require libraries. And so this was, yeah, kind of difficult to figure out. And there, there were also a few trade-offs like uh, to require CommonJS library, no, sorry, to require ECMAScript libraries, you have to enclose your script, you have to append, usually you have to append dollar default because default. ECMAScript modules export some default function. And if you want to use that default function, you have to explicitly right. get it from the imported object. So this introduces uh, a difference compared to CommonJS. Uh, so I had a lot of discussions back and forth, like should NBB do this automatically maybe to make it look more like people were used to uh, on the CommonJS side of things, like in Lumo, Lumo still uses CommonJS format. Mm -hmm. Or should I not make this cosmetically nicer with the trade-off that it should be, there should be no magic. Mm -hmm. uh, so I decided that, well, actually Thomas Heller uh, insisted that there should be no magic and uh, people should just write dollar $default if they want to import the default, the default object, for right. example. So th those were the difficult parts to figure out really. Um, and so if you, you can port an existing NBB project or script to compile with, uh, with the normal closure script compiler, if you're using shadow sales, the target ESM, and then those imports can, uh, stay exactly the same. So that's, uh, that's also a reason why they are as they are. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think the whole story with this module so it's just like evolve over the years and it's like switched. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, like if you do uh, export default, then you need to use the dollar sign default. When you export anything else, then you can just like sort of like destructure the stuff in at least yeah. in JavaScript, where you say import, you open like well, in this case, it's a JavaScript object, and then mm -hmm. you import the stuff. But and then yeah, there's exactly. yeah, and then there's a new kid on the block, which is uh, Deno. Um, mm -hmm. How does this does this does this adopt the ECMAScript modules or? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Dino, uh, as far mm -hmm. as I know, I don't know a lot about it. Mm -hmm. As far as I know, it's completely built on top of ECMAScript modules. Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe I'm not completely sure because they also uh, use TypeScript, and I don't know anything about TypeScript really. Mm -hmm. Uh, what kind of things TypeScripts generates. Right. But, but I do know that if you use target ECMAScript in ShadowSales.js, 
you're also able to compile a project that works on Dino. So I do think right. it is based on ECMAScript right. six, uh, six modules. Yeah, I would I would expect that this would work even from TypeScript, as I see TypeScript being like a superset of JavaScript. So everything what works mm -hmm. in JavaScript should work in TypeScript. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so if Dino becomes more popular, right? Uh, Dino is an alternative to Node.js, which yeah. is a newer... So the same author that started Node.js yeah. initially, he he decided to to make his own or different project, which is more secure. And so you can uh, say, I don't want to allow any file system access while uh, executing this script, for example. Mm -hmm. And they but they are making their own ecosystem, and this ecosystem is pretty young, not as complete as Node.js. Yeah. So it pr will probably take a while before this is uh, attractive to use for uh, for everyday scripting, maybe. But mm -hmm. if if it becomes a popular or uh, yeah, if it becomes interesting enough then I might be able to port NBB to Dino without much uh, changes. Mm -hmm. So I basically have to swap uh, the the usage of built-in node modules to uh, the Dino modules, right. and then it should more or less work. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, would there be anything else uh, when it comes to NBB? Um, to discuss, unpack? Uh, do you think mm -hmm. it's worth to mention anything? Yeah, so uh, NBB has support for, well, it's a closure tool and it would not be a complete closure tool if it didn't have a REPL. Mm -hmm. uh, so it has a console REPL. Uh, when you type NBB, NPX NBB, you're dropped into a console REPL. Mm -hmm. But people also want to develop scripts from their editors. So uh, that's why it also supports a socket REPL and also nREPL. Mm -hmm. And so recently it also supports uh, completions. So if you, for example, type re require fs as fs, mm -hmm. the, the file system library of Node, mm -hmm. and you then type fs uh, slash and then press tab, then you will see all the functions that are available in this module. Uh, so those are things that, that you might expect from a mature closure environment. Mm -hmm. uh, and so those things are also built into NBB. You don't have, have to install any additional tools because this is all built into the NBB mm -hmm. uh, project and but um, so maybe it's inter interesting to mention if you start NBB and you're, you're not using nREPL you don't want to spend the time to load all the nREPL stuff if you if you're not using it right mm -hmm. so you basically only want to use that for uh, development so how NBB is set up is that uh, with the help of shadow sales is that uh, the the nREPL namespace and and basically everything which is not in the core namespace of NBB is compiled into a different JavaScript file, a module, mm -hmm. and then only when uh, when you are uh, 
loading that namespace or uh, need it from uh, via a command line option, then it loads that, that uh, JavaScript file on demand. <laughs> so that's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it allows it allows NBB to add more stuff over time, add more built-in mm -hmm. uh, convenience uh, things without uh, getting worse uh, startup time. Right. Yeah, that sounds great. Like, mm -hmm. um, anything else? Uh, let's see. So there is um, so JavaScript has this async await thing, right? Right. Which makes it pretty nice to explore. Uh, asynchronous code and mm -hmm. pretend as if it's synchronous, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, so NBB has a little helper function called NBB core await. Mm -hmm. And you can use that uh, for the REPL. If you're exploring an asynchronous API, uh, you can surround the the promise result with a call to, to this await function. Mm -hmm. And then the the REPL or evaluation will block until this promise is resolved and then the, the then you will get the resolved value instead. Mm -hmm. So it it gets you a little bit uh, the convenience of what's in JavaScript uh, with uh, without uh, transforming the whole of Closure Script. It's only uh, a function that's available in the in mm -hmm. the REPL. So um, yeah. Yeah, so this is like the equivalent of the, I think it was the async await was introduced in ES7, if I remember correctly. Uh, uh. Could be, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so th that's about it. Uh, NBB, yeah, you can use it for scripting on Node. That's that's basically the, mm -hmm. the idea. Uh, there are several people uh, that helped me with this in the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, Thomas Heller, uh, Maurizio Sabo, mm -hmm. Uh, Kimo Koskinen, uh, Chris McCormick, and several other other people um, that are well, either they gave me advice or or, or uh, helped me implement something, or they gave uh, f feedback as an early adopter. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there is an, uh, a channel on Clojure in Slack mm -hmm. where where these people hang out, or most of these people hang out. Mm -hmm. And it's called NBB. Uh, so if you're interested, you can join there. Uh, but it's also fine to go to the GitHub repository and ask questions there in a discussion mm -hmm. if you're not on Slack or uh, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, my work on this and well, my work on all my open source tools is uh, like Babeshka, but also Sailed Yakondo and NBB and Sai is sponsored by uh, several companies and individuals. Mm -hmm. So I'd, I'd like to thank them sure. from this place. Uh, so my top sponsors are uh, Rome Research, mm -hmm. Closure is Together, Adgoji, Cognitect, and Next Journal. Mm -hmm. And then there are several others that you can see on my sponsor page. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go to github.com slash sponsors slash borgdude. Mm -hmm. um, and without those sponsors, uh, my projects would not be a, as far uh, 
and as well supported as they are now. So Sounds thanks good. a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you for doing all this work. It's definitely helpful, I think, to a lot of us in the Closure community. So if you're not sponsoring Michael yet, uh, just, yeah, take a look at his sponsoring page, what he's working on, and maybe chip in. Cool. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time talking about yet another tool. And I guess I look forward to what you come up with next. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, consider supporting it by rating it on your platform and telling others about it. You can also support it directly by buying subscription at closure.stream or sponsoring it on GitHub sponsors. All the details in the show notes below.